You're feeling good? Yeah. All right, I'm feeling good too. Just just roll with the punches. If you add something, I'll roll with it. If 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 I if you add something, I'll roll with it. If I add something, you roll with it. All right. Roll the intro music. Welcome back to the We Can Do Better podcast. Welcome back to the quarantine machine. Welcome back to the We Can Do Better podcast. My name is Daniel the Dragon Rauschberger here in sunny South Florida, Miami, Florida to be exact. I'm sitting down in my house talking to the Thomas the Jet Martinez in Sarasota. How is it going, Thomas? I'm Thomas the Jet Martinez, joined alongside Daniel the Dragon Rauschberger via Skype. It's a beautiful day in Sarasota. Not a cloud in the sky. It's Wednesday afternoon. You know, we got the NFL draft on the horizon. It's a very hopeful time in the middle of a global pandemic, which is really unusual that there's so much hope this week going, you know, around. It's been a long day for me, Daniel. It's been a long day. I woke up at 9.30, which, you know, if we were in a quarantine, that'd be like waking up at 6 a.m. on a regular day. I had to wake up at 9.30 because I had to finish a speech for my public speaking class. It was due at 11.15 a.m. this morning. Daniel, I turned it in at 11.10. Wow. That's big time. It's, it's, you know, it's called being clutch. You know, we've been watching this Michael Jordan documentary. When you think about clutch, you think of Michael Jordan. I think I was just motivated by him to, you know, I had a pretty easy day yesterday. And I was like, hey, let me just procrastinate. Let me save this for the fourth quarter. And then I'm going to turn on the Jets. And you know what? I had a headache last night at around like one o'clock in the morning when I started working on this speech. Me too. Oh, you also had a headache. Huh, how about that? Yeah. Hey, yeah. How about that? We're headache twins. Great minds think alike. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Great minds get uh, headaches alike, right? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, so I got a headache. Then I went to sleep. I wake up, Daniel, and it was go time. It was go time. And I had to give a speech. It was a special occasion speech. And I made it about if I was introducing Dwayne Wade into the National Basketball Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Commissioner Silver. It is an honor and privilege to be here today to present to you in front of the legends of the game to present to you my good friend, Mr. Dwayne Wade. That's just a sneak peek, Daniel. <laughs> that was oh, just a sneak peek. Fine. It was great. That's just the trailer. Now I got to really listen to the speech. Oh, yeah. No, I pretended that I was his longtime teammate. I almost said that he was like a father figure to me. And then at the end, I, I ended it by going, and I'm. it's my, no, I, I think I said, I'm proud to present to you number three, Dwayne. You know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing. If, you, if you've gone to a heat game, you know what I'm doing. I know Michael Biamonte. So, you know, I had that creative energy flowing this morning, Daniel. Do you have a speech to do? Because I know you're taking the same class as me. Yeah, I do have a speech to do. Uh, So I basically, uh, I set myself up to where I didn't have to worry about it so much. I did all of my speeches first in line for a class. So now I'm doing my last. It's due on Friday. I don't know who I'm going to do it on. I don't know what kind of speech I'm going to give. You know, uh, my last speech was a speech on Stephen A. Smith. And, you know, I think 
now I might just do my last one also on Stephen A. Smith, and maybe I'll induct him into some Hall of Fame or, or whatever. Um, you know, getting some inspiration from you. Uh, I think that'd be pretty nice, uh, keeping the the flow going. Um, but who knows? I still have to write the speech. I still have to record it, the whole bit. Um, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird uh, because you know, I'm kind of just giving a speech into, you know, just an empty room, and I have to keep recording myself over and over. I can't tell you how many takes it took me to get it right. How about you? Did it take you a while? I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to turn it in on time because I, I was doing them for like 15 minutes straight. I got so upset and to the point where I was like, I have to do this right now. But, you know, that's what TV is at the end of the day, having to give speeches into a camera, essentially. Um, honestly, I enjoyed doing the speech more than the other ones that we did in the class, you know, given that I feel like there was a lot we could have done with it. I considered potentially doing an Oscars acceptance speech but you know that's like two to three minutes like if i was doing that i'd have to be like all right guys you know like I'm, i know i'm taking a lot of t- time but like you know i have a lot of people to thank so that i i don't know there's a lot of different ways to go with this i would definitely that'd be really cool if you did oscars acceptance speech wow maybe i could like have a trophy and have my sister like open up a card and be like and the oscar goes to daniel and i'd come up and I'd like accept it. I'd be like, thank you, thank you. And then, you know, that'd be cool. But we need to see be- the tears flowing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll put some eye drops in yeah. right before I get up there. Daniel, a lot of tears will be flowing tomorrow. Well, let's be nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. All right, what's up, guys? So We Can Do Better is an amazing podcast that helps you learn about sports in the easiest way possible. You've seen me surprise my co-anger with absurd rants. So please, if you ever want to hear about our lives as sports fans, click the link in our bio on Instagram and Twitter at WCDBpod and use promo code THOMAS to get $20 off your first purchase. Just kidding. We don't have sponsors. The National Football League has its annual draft tomorrow night. And you know what? There's so many storylines going on, especially for our Miami Dolphins. Who have 14 picks. I don't think we've even talked about this draft in what months, maybe. Maybe since the actual like regular season was going on, I don't think we've talked about the draft. But given that it's in the middle of a global pandemic and you know it's via video chats and a bunch of old men having to figure out how to use Skype and Zoom and all these different technology softwares and telling their kids, you know, not to use the Wi-Fi in their house because it might mess up who that team is going to draft. There's a lot of scenarios playing out that is just ridiculous, considering that we're talking about a business that is worth billions of dollars. Absolutely, yeah. And there's there, <laughs> there's so much going on with this draft, too. Like, I feel like people are, are playing with the news to get people anxious uh, of, who, of what teams are going to take who. Uh, I know for us, the Miami Dolphins are sitting at number five in the draft, and we are looking to take a quarterback. Which quarterback? Is it going to be Tua Tagovailoa or Justin Herbert from Oregon? Who knows? Who knows? I, I know. Are... I know. It's going you to... know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Who is it? It's going to be Tua Tagovailoa. Really? The, the Dolphins cannot do this to their fan base. Their fan base has been starved for Tua 
for like the last 18 months, like before last season, they were talking about getting getting Tua this season. Last season was supposed to be tank for Tua. And the season played out in an interesting way in that the team probably found its coach of the future in Brian Flores, somebody who refused to tank. But in the process, he might have gotten lucky at the end of the result because with Tua getting that hip injury against, I believe, his Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yeah, with the number one team in the draft, the Cincinnati Bengals, essentially electing to take Joe Burrow and saying that Tua's injury problems are not worth it. The Dolphins might up with a win-win here. Might end up with a win-win here. Yeah, you know I think that's big time because uh, the last time that the Miami Dolphins passed up on a quarterback who had an injury, that quarterback grew up to be the quarterback with the most touchdowns in NFL history. That quarterback is Drew Brees. So I feel like a lot of Dolphins fans out here are are saying like, "Oh my God, if we don't take Tua." Tua's going to grow up to be, like, the best quarterback ever. And if we take Justin Herbert, he's going to be a flop. I just don't see Justin Herbert. Daniel, do you see Justin Herbert five years from now winning a Super Bowl? No. <laughs> not no, at all. It seems like a pretty easy decision to me. And it's not necessarily <laughs> saying that Tua's going to be a superstar, but you can't tell me with a straight face that Herbert has higher potential than Tua does. And honestly, if he does, and in five years, somebody comes back to this podcast— Somebody actually listens to this podcast. Like, I don't know if anybody's listening right now, but somebody actually listens to this podcast and says, wow, this person was stupid. Justin Herbert's now the greatest athlete in American history. Sue me. Yeah, bring the lawyers. Seriously. I mean, I don't know where this Justin Herbert, like, I understand he's good at Oregon going on about how he's not a leader and the whole bit. I'm like, where is it coming from? Like, where's, I feel like the media is just like, it'll spark some controversy. And now, now this just in breaking news for us, the Miami Dolphins are, are attempting to trade up to number three. I love it. I love it. I love it. When I you, love it. When you have 14 draft picks, you could trade up to number three. If you end up with 11 yeah. draft picks, it's not the end of the world. That's why you have all those draft picks. Honestly, I think a lot of this is a big smokescreen, Daniel. I think when the draft comes around, every team you know wants to confuse the other team and make them think that they're going to pick somebody else that that other team is interested in that might have been confusing. But when we're talking about the Chargers, I believe the Chargers are the team that the Dolphins have to worry about the most in terms of a team that will leapfrog them to get to a tongue of Aloha. And, you know, you're hearing people like Dan Marino saying that the Dolphins really like Justin Herbert and other analysts saying that they're hearing pretty much the consensus being Justin Herbert. That means that the consensus is to a tongue of Aloha, you know? Yeah. And you've given me yeah. no reason to think otherwise, especially given the unusual circumstances of this year's draft, which makes it even more unpredictable. A lot of people are saying, you know, we've had pretty unpredictable drafts recently. For example, Daniel Jones going early to the Giants last year, Baker Mayfield going number one. You probably wouldn't have said that Baker Mayfield would have gone number one a week before that draft because that draft had five quarterbacks taken in the first round. So, you know, I feel like this is a very talent-heavy draft. Um, You could argue that the best player overall is Chase Young. I feel like he has the highest potential of any player. I feel like he's almost a sure thing, the closest thing to a sure thing we've had in a while. But if you're the Dolphins, at the end of the day, you got to take Tua Tungvalu, Daniel. Yeah, I agree. 
listen, and not only Tua Tonga-Valoa, but you have so many draft picks in the first round and the second round. I believe we have two first-round picks and then three second-round picks. You No, reverse. Three first-round picks, yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Okay, listen. If the Dolphins, if the Dolphins don't pick right this year, then we fucked up. Like, I don't know how you can go wrong with as much talent in this draft and as many picks that we have. I know for a while after we traded Minka Fitzpatrick to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a first-round pick, it looked like we were going to have two top ten picks, and people were saying Tua and Jerry Judy. I don't know. We definitely need a wide receiver. We definitely need a quarterback. Offensive and in the line. second, I'll bet we need everything. We really need everything. Yeah. The only person that I'm really uh, happy with is, uh, for the Miami Dolphins is uh, our cornerback. What's his name? Xavier uh, Howard. Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard. Yeah, that man's that man's an All Pro. Besides that, you got to build a whole new team. Well, they signed another. Uh, defensive back from the Cowboys, one of the best defensive backs in the league whose name I do not know. Is it Byron Jones? I have no yep, idea. Yep, Byron Jones. Oh, okay. I got it right. If the Dolphins end up taking another defensive back, they might end up having a top five secondary in the league. So that's definitely something to be proud of. As for the Minka trade, I think that was a win-win in that the Dolphins got a first-round pick and they got rid of a player who didn't seem to want to play there. And the Steelers got a player who ended up being an all-pro. So you know what? The Dolphins are already pretty deep at that part of the field it seems like for our entire lifetime daniel the thing that's been plaguing them is offensive linemen so if you could use one of those first round picks i believe there's a projected seven to eight offensive tackles that are projected to go inside the first round or maybe offensive linemen and you know a lot of the talk is that the dolphins need interior linemen so i'm not gonna come here i'm not going to act here as if i know who the offensive linemen are in the draft because honestly i don't know and i don't really care as long as they take somebody who ends up being good that's fun but at the end of the day people aren't listening to any sports radio to hear about offensive linemen if the dolphins could take two a tongue of Aloha, a good offensive lineman get skills players in the second and third round i think they could be in good shape daniel yeah yeah i you know i think they will be too and a team that i'm hoping also to be in good shape is the New York Football Giants? You know, last year we had an upset, as we talked about before, with Daniel Jones being taken early on in the draft instead of Dwayne Haskins, and we were standing in line waiting to go see the latest and the last Avengers movie, Endgame, when you uh, were streaming the NFL draft. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, and we were standing there in line watching, and my heart sunk. Because I wanted Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State, who had a record for the most touchdowns thrown, I believe, for the school. And then all of a sudden you hear Daniel Jones, the quarterback, out of Duke. Out of Duke. (laughs) And I was pissed. Nobody was was... even talking about him (laughs) before the draft. Nobody was saying anything until like a week before. And everybody was like, oh, it's the same quarterback coach that Eli and Peyton had. And this, that, the whole bit. And I'm not going to lie. When Daniel Jones started playing, uh, you know, second half of that Tampa Bay game, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was pretty happy. I was pretty excited. So listen, do I hate David Gettleman? Perhaps. <laughs> do I think he's gonna do the worst thing possible in this draft? I don't think so. Hopefully, we take Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker out of Clemson. Jeez, yeah. 
I think, best linebacker in the draft. We missed out in taking Chase Young because we decided to win some games. Listen, this New York football Giants team is probably just as much or is is as close to being in a mess as the Dolphins are if they mess up this draft. If the New York Giants mess up this draft, downhill. The thing that excites me, oh, I mean, downhill, Daniel. This draft makes or breaks the Dolphins, I think. I mean, they do seem to have a better foundation in place than the New York football Giants, but this seems to make or break them. 14 draft picks. You know, you have everything in front of you. For the first time in my life, it feels like the Dolphins have a plan, and that's really exciting. So I just hope that they don't botch it because, like, you just need that one star to be able to build around. You literally have everything else. I think you have a good owner. You have a good coach. You have a great stadium. You're building a new training facility. You could be a top 10, top 5 NFL organization within the next five years if you play your cards right. But honestly, another thing that I'm wondering, Daniel, David Gettleman, how is he going to do this on draft night? Has he ever used a computer in his life? I don't, I don't, th- I don't think so. Listen, you sent me that, uh, that, that, that Twitter DM, and it was a picture of, uh, I forgot who it, it was, against David Gettleman, and one guy had like it was seven char- monitors. It was like the Chargers GM, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was the Chargers GM, who's been doing a great job, might I say. I know they didn't have a great season last year, but besides that, he's been doing a great job. He had like six computers two tvs and then there's david gettleman with like some old ass hp laptop <laughs> and like three stacks of binders and paperwork and i'm like oh god roll you know put the put the put the stephen a smith clip in. i'm gonna put the stephen oh my lord oh lord yeah that one so li- li- listen i don't think it's that hard for him if he messes this up and he's like let me take a wide receiver or let me take a running back. Don't take a running back. Please, God, don't. You already have Saquon Barkley. But if you take an offensive lineman instead of Isaiah Simmons, I'm going to be pissed. I'd be really mad. I think they should have. I think they should let David Gettleman go after they traded Odell. Um, that's all I'm going to say. You had potentially one of the best offensive units in the league, and then you traded Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns, who is now looking to get traded out of Cleveland. <laughs> Who knows what the hell is going on with New York? Both teams suck, so we're in a mess. Uh, Daniel, I think now is a perfect time to transition. You talked about Odell potentially going somewhere else. Somewhere that I want to go to is the beautiful country, the Republic of Rwanda. Yes. One of, yeah. one of our biggest countries in terms of support of the We Can Do Better podcast is Rwanda. Right now, they're making up, I believe, 1% of our entire support. But I want that number to go up. And that is why we're going to talk a lot about the beautiful country of Rwanda. Daniel, it is an East African community located a few degrees south of the equator, bordered by Uganda, Tanzania. It doesn't matter who they're bordered by. Those countries are they are blessed to be bordered by Rwanda. It's just it's somewhere where I want to be. I don't want to be in the United States of America. I want to be in Rwanda, where coffee and tea are the major cash crops, Daniel. There's so much to do in Rwanda. Oh, you want to you want to go see a mountain gorilla? Yeah, I don't think you're going to do that in Canada. I don't think you're going to do that in Mexico. You know where you can do that? Rwanda. Where? Rwanda. Oh, yeah. There's probably not a better place to be right now than Rwanda. COVID-19 update. 
Rwanda records zero positive cases from 1,300 new coronavirus samples on Monday. Zero! What? Zero. What? Let's go! Let's go! Plane tickets are cheap. You can probably book a hotel for super cheap, too. It's Rwanda. Why wouldn't you want to go there in the first place? This is just another reason to go. We're in a global pandemic, and the president, Paul Kagame, has found that there's zero cases of coronavirus today. Brilliant. Brilliant. Daniel, from Sarasota, Florida, to Kigali, Rwanda, $4,377? That's, that's a discount. What are you talking? Are you kidding me? I was, I was ready to dish out 10K. Oh my, you, Rwanda? You want to go to Rwanda? Yeah. Let's go to Rwanda. All right, guys, next episode of the We Can Do Better podcast will be live from Rwanda, where we will talk about Rwandan Association football, catch up with our favorite mountain gorillas, and learn a lot about the coffee and tea industry and the country that we will now call home Daniel. Yeah, Thomas, you know, Rwanda is rebuilding. You know, they are in a positive trend. And especially with the weather going on, I mean, right now it's 67 degrees. There is obviously precipitation. Obviously, if you know Rwanda, there's going to be high humidity. But listen, we're from Miami. We're used to that. There's no better place to be right now than Rwanda. And I'll say that a thousand times if I have to. I'm thinking right now, I'm packing my bags after we record this episode. I'm booking a plane ticket. I'm taking my entire family there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And your grandparents too, right? And of course. everybody. Of course. All right, I'll meet you there, my friend. And when we get there, why don't we why don't we check out a Rwandan national football team match? Because that team is trending upward. I didn't have to tell it to our audience because they know, Daniel, that in the Africa Cup of Nations, I mean, you want to talk about a scrawny group of underdogs that in 2016, Daniel, made it to its first ever quarterfinal. Are you kidding me? When you want to talk about the next Spain, the next France, the next Brazil of international football, look no farther than our great country and our new homeland, Rwanda. Happy birthday, Kaka.